Welcome back to the MTB Fitness Podcast. You will be happy to know that for 2022, I'm bringing the podcast back. I'm sorry there's been such a big delay with it. What's it been about a year, something like that? Obviously, there was a new episode a couple of weeks ago where it was an interview, but I'm bringing the podcast back and it's going to be really, really good throughout 2022 now. I've missed doing it, to be honest, and the amount of messages I've had from people asking me to bring it back has been huge. So I thought, now's the time. It's time to get it going. So welcome back to the podcast. Now, there's going to be a bit of a new theme, if you like, for 2022, where instead of interviewing people, I'm actually going to be doing the majority of podcasts sat on my Todd recording into the microphone. So it's going to be me chatting about various different things, training, nutrition, recovery, mindset, what's going on in my mountain biking life at the moment, and just generally sitting down and chatting to the microphone. I'm sure at some point I will do some interviews, but to start off with, I think it's just going to work better for for my diary really to be able to just sit down and record them on my own and so yeah i hope you're really looking forward to getting back stuck into the podcast one thing i do want to let you know before i dive into today's into today's episode so today's episode is going to be 15 nutrition tips they're going to be quick fire and i'm going to go through them one by one and give you plenty of actionable tips you can use to improve your all-round mtb nutrition now that's going to be day-to-day nutrition and also your nutrition on the bike as well so make sure that you stick around to listen to those tips but first of all before i do that i just want to give you a quick pull public service announcement. So a lot of people listening to this podcast are my most keen followers and I really appreciate you following MTB Fitness and I want to let you know that towards the end of this month, which is March, I'll be releasing a very limited run of MTB Fitness jerseys. Now they're absolutely wicked quality. I've partnered with a company called Odyssey Jerseys. I've actually wanted to release jerseys for a long time now and I did do a run a couple of years ago um, but there was a few things that weren't quite right with those jerseys that weren't quite up to my standards. They were still awesome and you know I still rock mine to this very day but on an ongoing process there was kind of some things that I'd want to tweak and just make a little bit better about them. So I've been looking for a long time to find a really good jersey company that I can work with and finally I've found one. Um, a company called Odyssey Jerseys and honestly I've I bought one of their jerseys for six months ago and it's one of the best quality jerseys I've genuinely ever had so I'm really excited to partner up with those so the reason I'm announcing this on the podcast now is because if you do want to get one they're only going to be on sale for about 10 days towards the end of this month and then after that it'll probably be about 12 weeks something like that before I do another run of them so To make sure you get one, just ensure you're on my daily email list, which you can do on the website, mtb.fitness. Join my daily emails and then you'll get a notification when they go out. Um, But yeah, they're so so nice. I'm well excited to get them out there. I'm excited to wear them myself and I'm also excited for you guys and girls to wear them as well. So so yeah, make sure you join the daily emails, mtb.fitness. And then there's a page on there to join my daily emails and you'll be notified about that. But without further ado, let's get into today's podcast. So 15 nutrition tips is what I'm going to be chatting to you about in today's podcast. All of these podcasts are going to be different themes. Sometimes I'm just going to do customer Q&As or follower Q&As, I should say. Other times I'm going to have an actual sort of strategy to it and a structure to it like today's, which is all about nutrition. Now, the reason I'm doing this one first is because nutrition is an absolutely so important topic when it comes to improving your fitness, your energy, your recovery, your body weight, everything. When it comes to improving 
your performance on the mountain bike and generally just your general well-being and how you feel nutrition is so so important which is why i'm doing this for this first kind of podcast comeback so i'm going to go through these tips one by one and there's so many more things that i can talk about from a nutrition standpoint but these were just the first ones to be honest that popped into my head don't think of these as the most important 15 tips these are literally just the 15 that came to my head first when i was um when i was planning this podcast so yeah let's get stuck in Now, tip number one is to make sure that you focus on your overall nutrition and you don't just leave it until the day of the ride to start eating well. You need to make sure that if you want to perform well on the bike, if you want to have optimal energy levels, if you want to be at a consistent, healthy body weight, and if you just want to all around perform well, you need to eat well in general. Your nutrition is something that makes an absolutely massive difference, but you can't just eat well on ride days. You need to eat well overall. Focus on getting a good, balanced, healthy diet in there, and chances are you've already got a pretty good idea of what you should be eating and what you shouldn't be eating. It doesn't take a genius to know that snacking on fruit instead of a Mars bar is better, and having a chicken salad instead of a pie is better, and having salmon and sweet potato and veg for dinner instead of a lasagna is a better choice if you were to sit down now and just write down what you think a healthy day of eating would look like for you chances are it'd be 80% of the way there without any kind of expert input you can probably jot down five things with your nutrition now that you could do better and five things you could stop that you know are probably holding you back but you just go through the motions and do anyway so the first tip for you is to focus on improving your overall nutrition and don't just think about eating right on those ride days. Elaborating on that for tip number two is to focus on what you eat the day before when you've got a big ride coming. So let's say you're going out for a ride on a Saturday and you're gonna be doing four or five hours. You're gonna be proper enjoying a good full day out. You might be going to a bike park, you might just be doing a big ride from home, but you're gonna be spending some hours in the saddle. Now, what you want to do on those days, or before those days more accurately, is focus on what you eat before you actually come to that ride. So make sure that on that Friday, you're eating really well all day. You might want to eat more than you do normally to make sure that you fill those glycogen stores, which are essentially energy stores in your muscle. It takes a little bit of time to make sure that the glycogen stores in your muscle and in your liver are full. So you can't just rely on eating a good breakfast if you starve yourself on the day before the ride. Make sure that you eat plenty. You know, you might want to add in an extra ride the day before, an extra ride, an extra meal the day before if you're going to be going for that big ride. Or you might just want to pad out your meals a little bit, maybe have some more carbs in there, you know, some more potatoes, some more rice, for example. You don't have to go wild and carb load as such, but just think about, first of all, eating enough. So you do not want to have a day where you're really busy at work and you just forget to eat. And then secondly, if you can, focus on eating that little bit more just to make sure that you're fueled up and ready to go for that ride. Tip number three, and I said these were in no particular order, is for those of you who want to lose weight. 
Now, if you're reading this or you're listening to this right now, I should say, do well to read a podcast. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast right now and you want to lose weight, what you want to make sure you do is track your calories. So it's so easy to overeat. And to be honest, often you just won't realize how many calories are in certain foods. A real easy way to make sure that you're not eating too much and you're tracking those calories is literally just to track them in an app. So download something like MyFitnessPal, for example, and every meal that you eat, add it into the app. Now, it's a really good way of just making sure that you know exactly how many calories you're eating. And then after a while, you can go into more detail and, uh, and aim for certain amounts of protein, certain amounts of carbs and certain amounts of fats. But just to start with, tracking your overall calories is a brilliant thing to do. And what you can also do is you can actually give yourself a calorie goal. So there's really simple calorie calculators out there, which will give you an estimation around how much exercise you're doing, how much you move day to day and what your goals are for how many calories you need to eat. Now, just drop me an email if you want, matt at mtb.fitness, and I'll happily send you a link to one of those calculators um, because that just gives you a real easy thing to aim for, an easy calorie goal to aim for on that day. But make sure if you want to lose weight, you're actually tracking how many calories you're eating every day. I bet if you do it for a week, you will be surprised. Tip number four, and this is something you've probably heard me bang on and on and on and on about if you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or in my daily emails, and this is to make sure that you eat while you ride. Now, the only caveat for this is if you're going on a ride that lasts less than 90 seconds, 90 seconds, 90 minutes, it's absolutely fine to not eat on those rides. That will be enough. You'll have enough glycogen in your muscles and in your liver store to fuel those rides. But when you go beyond 90 minutes, you're going to find that you really need to be snacking. You need to be eating on those rides just to make sure that you fully fuel yourself. Otherwise, you'll get to that two, two and a half hour mark and you more than likely feel like you hit a wall and you're really, really starting to struggle. So what you want to do is just snack every roughly 45 minutes whilst you're riding. Something simple like a cereal bar. You don't have to go wild with this. You know, a cereal bar, a handful of uh, some nuts and some dried fruit, something like that. You don't have to do anything really complicated. But keeping your energy levels up on those rides by eating regularly will take a massive difference. It'll make a really, really big difference. If you go on a group ride, just notice who and who doesn't eat in the group and keep an eye on kind of how their energy levels are. Chances are those amongst your group of friends who don't eat that often while they ride are the ones who start to struggle after a few hours of riding. Because simply put, you just cannot ride on empty. You need fuel to fuel your rides. Number five is to make sure you stay hydrated. Now, you need to be drinking around two liters or more of water per day. So two liters of water or more per day. That's at a minimum. And then whilst you're riding, you want to be drinking 0.5 to one liter of water uh, per hour. So that's 0.5 to 1 litres of water per hour that you ride. You might have to have more if you're in a really hot climate or it's a boiling hot day. If it's in the winter and it's cool and you're not sweating as much, you might be able to get away with a bit less. But generally, 0.5 to 1 litre is about that sweet spot that you want to be drinking every hour per ride. Now, when it comes to drinking more day-to-day, a real simple tip if you struggle to drink that much is just to keep a water bottle next to you at all times. So if you work from home or you work from an office, 
Just keep a water bottle that's filled up with water and you'll find that when it's there, you reach for it and you take sips through the day without having to think about it. It's a really, really simple tip that to increase the amount of water that you're drinking every day. Um, but on those rides, obviously, you need to factor in taking maybe a water bottle or a camelback or both. Um, and if you're going on those long rides, factor in where you're going to stop and refill that water. That's really important. If you're out in the on um, if you're out on a ride for around five hours, it's probably not going to be able to carry enough water for you. So maybe around that two and a half hour mark, you might want to plan in a stop where you pop into a little village or wherever you are, and then just fill those water bottles up. But plan that in advance. Tip number six to elaborate on the hydration side of things is to add electrolytes to your water. So when you sweat, when you exercise, you lose salts through your skin. You can probably taste it. I'm sure you've tasted it many times when you get like, proper sweating in a ride or a workout. Now, that's not an issue, but when you ride in for longer than around 90 minutes again, you can start to lose too many salts, and this can affect your performance. It can affect your concentration, and it can also affect your actual muscle's ability to contract. And that can then you can find that you get muscle cramps, for example, while you're riding. So make sure that when you're riding for over 90 minutes or if it's a particularly hot day, you're adding electrolytes to that water. And what that will do is it will help to ensure that you are getting properly um, hydrated from the water that you're drinking. On particularly hot days or long rides, it's not enough to only drink water. You need to make sure that you're replacing those salts, those minerals that you're losing from your skin as well to properly get hydrated. If not, you can drink all the water in the world and it can actually get to a point where it's dehydrating you more because it can, because you're sweating, you can add water to that sweat which flushes out that salt and dilutes your, um, your salts in your body which is not what you want. So just make sure, real simple, just add electrolyte tablets as per the instructions on the packet to your water whilst you ride if you're riding for longer than 90 minutes or it's a really hot day. We are nailing these tips. Now on to the next one and this is for a general nutrition tip and this is coffee. Now as you may know, I absolutely love my coffee. I have two coffees a day, every day and I look forward to every single one. I absolutely love it. I have one in bed in the morning before I get up. Well, I'll, I'll go up and make the coffee and then I go back to bed and drink my coffee in bed. And then I have another one before my ride or workout for the day, which is anywhere between 11 and 1 p.m. usually is when I have that second one. But then I don't have any more. So the upper limit of the sort of safe amount, if you like, or the amount where you can start to get negative effects from coffee is around three cups. Any more than that and you're starting to, to um, take in too much caffeine which can have a negative effect on things like your blood pressure, on your energy levels, um, on your hormone secretion for those energy hormones. So make sure that you're not going over two, maybe three coffees a day. And I'd also recommend that you don't drink coffee after around 2 p.m. So caffeine takes a long time to actually process and to go through your bloodstream. And if you're drinking it after 2 p.m., you can find that it's still in your bloodstream before you go to bed. And even if you don't notice it, it can be having a negative effect on your sleep. So just pay attention to that. If you're the type of person that can drink caffeine immediately before bed and still sleep, I'd still recommend not doing that because it can be having physiological effects that you're not actually noticing, but it's still negatively affecting your sleep. 
Tip number eight is to make sure that you have a protein shake immediately after a ride. Now, whenever I post this on social media, people go wild saying protein shakes aren't needed. You can just eat real food. It's not necessary. You need to eat carbs instead um, or as well. And they kind of go really OTT. Now, for the majority of people listening to this podcast, you probably don't get enough protein. So a protein shake is a really good way to boost that in a relatively low calorie way and a really easy form, like it's just liquid and you can drink it. On the other side of it, unless your nutrition is absolutely perfect, it's really easy to get home from a ride and be absolutely ravenous and then try to raid whatever you see. You might go for the biscuits or, you know, for a loaf of bread or for whatever's in sight because you're hungry. If you have a protein shake when you get in from a ride, it's a really great way of taking the edge off that hunger. And it also gives your body some protein, which is essentially the building blocks of the body. So when you ride, you break down your muscles, you need protein to help build those muscles back up. Now, if you take a protein shake, you're adding protein into your body that really fast, um, that digests really fast because it's in liquid form. It can go to your muscle and it can start that recovery process. The other side of it as well is if you think if you're on a ride at a trail center and you're an hour or an hour and a half drive away from home, if you get in the car and then you spend an hour and a half driving home, one of two things is going to happen. You're going to stop at McDonald's on the way home because you're starving or you're going to get home and then you are going to go wild just like I mentioned before because you're starving. <laughs> a protein shake really helps take the edge off that and it can mean that that drive home is actually quite pleasurable rather than you just feel like you want to fall asleep at the wheel. So a protein shake, just one scoop, mix it with water and have that immediately after a ride is a really, really good habit for people to get into. Is it necessary? Not necessarily, no. Um, but can it be beneficial for the vast majority of people listening to this podcast? Yes. Going into some more detail on the protein front with my next tip is to make sure that you're aiming for 1.5 to 2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per day. Now, that's a bit of a mouthful, so I'll say it again. So, studies show that you want to be eating roughly 1.5 to 2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per day. So, to make that really simple for you, if you weigh 100 kilograms, then you want to be eating 150 grams to 200 grams of protein per day. Now, chicken breast contains about 40 grams of protein, so... If you were only eating chicken, you'd want to be eating four to five chicken breasts a day to hit that target, which is quite a lot. It's quite a lot of protein, and the majority of people aren't eating that. Um, if you're one of my followers in the US or Australia or in a country that doesn't use uh, kilograms, I'm not sure. Do you use kilograms in Australia? Not 100% about that. Um, but if you are one of those, then just, just change over kilograms to pounds it's quite simple so one pound is uh, sorry 2.2 pounds is one kilo so you can just google the conversion there to work it out um, but yeah make sure you're hitting that protein target really really important Tip number 10 is all about supplements. Now, a protein shake is a supplement, but I'm actually talking more about tablet supplements now. 
So supplements, as the name suggests, aren't necessary. You can have a healthy diet without them and you can get everything you need without them. But for the majority of us, who again, who don't have an absolutely perfect diet, taking supplements each day can be a really good safety buffer just to ensure that we get everything that we need on a daily basis and we're not missing out on anything. Now, there's two that I recommend most people take, and that is a multivitamin and omega-3 supplements. First of all, with the multivitamin, it ensures that you get pretty much the full range of minerals and vitamins that your body needs and you're not missing out on anything. And then secondly, with the omega-3, most of us don't have a diet high enough in fish or high enough in fatty fish to ensure that we get enough omega-3 in our diet. So taking an omega-3 supplement each day is a great way to just get enough in. It's great for brain health, for energy, for your sex hormones, and tons of benefits of omega-3. Literally just Google benefits of omega-3 and you'll be reading for hours if you're... Um, if you're that way inclined, there are absolutely tons of benefits. It's well worth taking. They're the main two that I recommend. If you're taking those, you're on the pretty good standard um, supplement regime, shall we say. They're the ones that you, you want to get started on taking. And then you can go down the rabbit hole and there's plenty of other supplements you can take. But I would start off taking those two. Big benefits from both and they're the two supplements in my life that I found that when I take, I do genuinely notice the difference and I can tell when I stop taking them as well. If I go on holiday for a week or two, for example, and I forget to take them, then I can definitely tell the difference and I feel glad when I'm back on them. So multivitamin, omega-3, they're the two supplements I would recommend most people take. All right, tip number 11, and that is to make sure that before you ride, you have a good solid meal. Like I say, these tips aren't in any order. I know I've been talking about pre-ride nutrition before, and these are just as they came to me. So make sure you're having a good meal before you ride. And that good meal wants to be based, again, around protein, carbs, maybe some good fats in there. Um, so to give you an example, you might have something like chicken with potatoes or if you're going for a ride in or chicken pasta as an example a chicken tomato pasta if you're going for a ride in the morning you might have some avocado and eggs on toast now that'd be quite a high fat breakfast um, but and it's also got those carbs in there and what you'll find with that is that it keeps you fuller for longer you want to find on those longer rides you will benefit from having proteins and fats in there as they digest slower and keep you fuller for longer but you obviously also want to get the carbs in there as well because that's what you're going to be using to fuel your muscles and to fuel your effort so you don't want to go low carb unless you're on a ketogenic diet but that is something that you'll never find me kind of talking about it's not something that i'm an expert in and it's not something that i'm particularly would recommend people follow to be honest so yeah make sure you get a good meal before you ride well balanced with protein fats and carbs um, and it will fuel you well I say this and it sounds really obvious, but you see on Instagram all the time, people heading to the trailhead and then stopping at Greg's, which if you're an American follower or an Australian follower is a, what do you call it? A bakery. Uh, I don't actually know what you'd call it. I'm sure someone can email in and tell me what you would call Greg's, but it's somewhere that you go and get pasties and pies and sandwiches, that kind of thing. Um, not ideal on the way to the trail and it is not going to fuel your rides properly. So make sure you get a good, healthy pre-ride meal in. Next up 
is when you're following a healthy eating plan, it can feel like it's a bit uh, restrictive as you like. You can feel like you want to have the other things that aren't necessarily that healthy, like chocolate, ice cream, biscuits, those kind of things. And it's totally fine to have them. Now, what I recommend, and it's totally personal if you want to do this or not, is to eat really well through the week, Monday to Friday, and then allow yourself a little bit of a cheat, if you like, at the weekend. So that's where you might find you go out for a meal and you let yourself off plan a little bit. That's where you allow yourself to have your ice cream or your desserts or whatever it is you fancy. Now, make sure you do pay attention that calories still count on a weekend. So, you know, if you're trying to lose weight and you're eating 2,000 calories a day, but then on a weekend you go wild and have 5,000 calories on Saturday, 5,000 calories on Sunday, that can undo all of the hard work you've done. But then on the flip side, you'll probably find that if you're just allowing yourself one or two off-plan meals on a weekend, that's absolutely a fine balance and it doesn't have any negative effect on your weight, um, but it does have a positive effect on your happiness. So that's personally what I like to do. I like to eat really well through the week and then allow myself a little bit of a break at the weekend. But some people don't like to do this. Some people like to eat well all the time. Others like to have smaller amounts, but have it every day through the week. So they might have like a biscuit a day, for example. Um, But that's totally personal to you. See what works for you. Tip number 13, and I'm sorry in advance for this one, is to keep alcohol to a minimum. (laughs) Sorry to say it. Alcohol uh, has loads and loads of negative effects, as I'm sure I don't need to tell you. One of which is simply that it's empty calories. So it's so easy to just drink a ton of alcohol and not realize how many calories you're consuming. You know, if a beer contains 150 calories and you have five beers, that's a lot of calories, 750 calories that you've just sat and drank without even really thinking about it. And if you have one or two beers a night or a glass or two of wine a night, those calories add up really fast through the week. The other side of it is that alcohol has a negative effect on your energy levels. It can make you hungover. Um, I don't drink very often at all, probably once every few months. This weekend was one of those times. So it was Sophie's birthday. We're away for the weekend and I ended up having two glasses of wine on a Saturday night. Big drinker, I know. And I can honestly still feel the effects today. This morning, I was still feeling a little bit groggy and I felt sick for two days. Now, I understand that because I don't drink often, those effects are larger, but chances are, if you're listening to this, you probably do have some kind of negative effect when you're drinking often. You know, you feel a little bit more of a heavy head the next day, you feel lower energy, you know, it negatively affects you. Totally fine to drink if you want to drink, but I would say keep it to a minimum, as minimum as you can handle. Um, and again, maybe try and keep it for the weekend. So you might have five days where you have nothing and then have some drinks Saturday, Sunday, if you fancy it. Again, totally personal. I'm not going to give you an amount that is safe to drink or not safe to drink, but just bear in mind that the less you drink, the better your performance is likely to be. Tip 14, and I've timed this quite nicely because my throat is just starting to get sore from talking nonstop. And this is that bigger meals will fill you up more. Now, here's what I mean by this. So if you were to compare having a chicken salad to a Mars bar, as an example, the chicken salad is going to fill you up for far, far longer for a similar amount of calories. I've not Googled the amount of calories in a chicken salad, so don't email me and say the calories are off, but you get the idea of the example. Um, A chicken salad has got loads of veg, loads of fiber, plenty of protein, and it's low calorie. 
um, and that will fill you up for much longer as it takes a lot longer to digest. On the other side of it, a Mars bar or insert any other chocolate bar in there is going to digest really, really fast. It's going to spike your blood sugar levels and they're going to come crashing back down again and it's not going to fill you up for very long at all. So be mindful of what you're eating through the day and think of how can you eat a big meal that will really fill you up, but without taking in an absolute ton of calories. And when you do start paying attention to your calories, like doing one of those calorie trackers that I was talking about earlier, you'll find that there are certain foods that pop up that really keep you fuller for much longer that you're aware of for a much lower amount of calories. So just start paying attention to that, start paying attention to it, and it will make a real difference. My final tip for you, and this is probably one that you're aware of, is that eating less sugar is going to be better for you. There's hidden sugars in tons of food that you would not realize. And to be honest, manufacturers just add it to everything because it makes it taste nicer. Often a food that's marketed as healthy or low fat will often have sugar added to it and it's not good for you like sugar if you eat too much of it is not good in small amounts absolutely fine but if you're not paying attention to it and you're not reading the packages um, you can end up consuming far more sugar than you ever actually realize so just pay attention to it the less sugar you eat in general the healthier you're going to be the better you're going to perform and the better your energy levels are going to be as well. So just pay attention to that. You don't need to go total no sugar. You don't need to go wild, but consuming a diet that's lowering sugar is going to be better for you. All right, that concludes the first episode of the comeback of the MTB Fitness Podcast. I've actually had a bit of a mare recording these. So this is, I think, attempt four there's been various different issues um first of all i recorded two episodes and then they were corrupt because there was some weird crackling noise coming through i think i've solved that um i think it was a new wire that i needed to buy and i'm also using a different program as well um but we're back the mtb fitness podcast is back if you've enjoyed this episode it obviously it's all been about nutrition i have a guide that you will absolutely love it's called stupidly simple nutrition for mountain bikers and i wrote it to literally make nutrition for mountain bikers as simple as it can possibly be you'd never guess that from the name would you so head over to my website mtb.fitness or you can just google mtb fitness and you'll find it easy to find on there stupidly simple nutrition for mountain bikers it's pretty low priced it's an ebook so when you buy it you get instant access to it and you can download it across all your devices and it's been bought and read already by thousands of riders over i think 60 countries off the top of my head something like that so you'll be in very good hands so go and grab a copy of that the website is www.mtb.fitness or just google mtb fitness and you'll find it there thank you so much for checking into the episode thank you to everybody who's emailed me and asked me to get the podcast going it is finally back and i can't wait for the next episode thank you so much